Welcome, everybody. This is the greatest MMA podcast on Franken culture, and you know it as Get the KO. I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, Julie Chewbacca. What's up? How's it going, yo? So it's just going to be us two running it tonight. Um, Unfortunately, Anthony is taking a sick day. Uh, like he has the last six shows. No pun. No. no <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so mm-hmm. wish him the best, and hopefully he'll get back on and sound a lot better. Um, so we're just gonna jump right into it. So we've had a few events that have passed. Uh, the last thing that we talked about, I think, was a uh, UFC Fight Night 144. Uh, since yeah. then we've had 234. We've had. ESPN uh, 1, and then we've had one for, uh, Fight Night 145, and then we'll talk about UFC 235. That's going to be coming up. So we're just going to cover the main That's cards for this. Play. We're going to cover the main cards uh, for this. So let's just jump into it, right? So we had Jimmy Crute versus Sam Alve. Uh, TKO punches, first round. Uh, this this wasn't I – don't, I don't really want to say it was a vicious knockout because it looked a lot harder than what it was. Um, obviously it was a KO. Wasn't this the one that, uh, it was controversy because they said the match was called early. They didn't think so that it should have been called. If I remember correctly. Yep. This was that smiling Sam, right? Yeah. Sam. Cause that's Sam. Sam, uh, That's smiling Sam. Yeah. Cause if I remember correctly, it's been a minute. You get, you throw it when we, when we do, they're throwing so much content in us because we got so many more fights coming up. It's like every day and weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was, it was Smiley Sam. Fight he um, that's that, the one. Uh, it's his referee that um, uh, it was the second ref in a yeah. row that refed his match that he thought the fight got stopped early, and he did get dropped, but he got back up. And as he was down the ground, he was trying to defend, and uh, a lot of the punches. I think it was like two of the eight punches that were thrown from the top position landed um oh, it's mark it's mark goddard that's yep. why i don't know why the hell that escaped my mind <laughs> dean is on a hey goddard trip right now too yep. so he really was and that's yeah. that was the fight that um you know and like that's i said two out, of, two out of eight punches landed uh on the bottom position and uh sam said that he was okay and he was like trying to tell like the ref and the ref wasn't hearing it stop the fight it was what it was um so my heart right. goes out to to Sam because I know this was the second fight that had a lot of controversy to it. So hopefully, uh, in his next fight that he gets into, we can kind of see him bounce back and hopefully not get stuck with uh, Mark. Cause God bless, man, that sucks. Right. So move up. Uh, we have De La Rosa versus Kasim. Uh, this was oh yeah, this was the nasty armbar. Uh, yeah. Submission. Uh, second round, uh, 237 uh, in the fight. Uh, it was, uh, if I remember right, didn't it, it came from side mount and then rolled over into Yeah. Because it looked like he was trying to transition, and he transitioned right into the arm bar and locked it up and got the big win. Um, next up we had is uh, Ricky Simon versus uh, Yan- Yanye. Yanye. Uh, this was a decision, all three rounds, 30-27, 30-27, 30-25. Uh, 
big one too because that means that uh, the final judge gave Ronnie um, two 10-8 rounds, which is not really heard of very very often. Uh, last, right. The co-main event that we had, uh, mind you, this fight originally was supposed to be uh, Gaslam versus uh, Whitaker. Uh, but unfortunately, Whitaker had to pull out due to um, uh, abdomen issues. He went into surgery. Uh, I, I think he had a gallbladder removed, or he had something. He had something that just took him down like immediately. Um, so he had to, you know, vacate the fight like the day of the fight. <laughs> Not even like yeah, <laughs> it was tough breaks for him. Well, yeah, because wasn't it that if he fought? Um... If you didn't get the surgery, it could have been fatal. Like, yeah. that's how serious it was. Like, I remember seeing that everywhere. Like, people were bitching, eh, why don't you fight? Well, first off, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to go in the octagon and fucking die. Like, I don't know anybody that's that on their fucking agenda except for crazy sons of bitches. And, like, I mean, yeah, the, the, the criticism is warranted about how Whitaker is, like, don't get me wrong, I love Whitaker, but he is an Injury prone, some bitch. Yep. As of late. Yeah. Um, but and not just mean. like, uh, yeah, exactly. It's and they're not just like little injuries, like yeah, oh, I major. fucked up my orbital bone. They're like, no, bitch, you're you're out for a while, you know, because you can be in a fight and get like cracked in the face, fuck your cheek up, and then you'll be fine in a couple months. But, I mean, he's getting ones where he's, like, damn near a year up. Yeah, well, like... You know, and you're like, okay, all right, let's just tie up that division even more. Don't get me wrong, it's nothing against him. Saying he's, I ain't saying he's a fighter, because Whitaker's a good fighter. But if you ain't in there defending your belt and able to... F Sorry, brah. We might want to try this. Which, yeah, you know, I think... Well, what was it? You. Last year, he uh, tore his ACL. Like, that was the big yeah. thing. And this year, obviously, he had the, the gallbladder situation, so, or the the abdomen situation. So, it's been, it's, you're right. It, like, it has been super significant injuries. When he, like, gets injured, like, he doesn't, he doesn't just fuck himself up where he's just like, oh, I broke my finger. Yeah, it's no, usually it's like, big ones. You're, yeah, you're done for a long time. Oh, it was a hernia. That's what That's it was. What... It was a hernia. That's what he had this time. I knew it was something, uh, I knew it wasn't like gallbladder or anything. It was a hernia because hernias are real, like you you do something wrong, you can really fuck yourself up, and that's yeah. what it was. It was like an insanely bad hernia, and that's why. However, you know, like you like we were saying, it's it's not even like he gets these little these little injuries. No, it's these big fucking things where you're like big fuck ups. It's ridiculous. Son of a. Bitch, how so are we going right? to do move. this? Da, 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 you know? Yeah. So let's so. move up, right? So we're going to talk, uh, we're going to talk Conan May event for this card now. Uh, Lando Vada, uh, Vanada versus Marcos Rosas Mariano. Um, submission by Kimura in the first round. Uh, Lando looked incredible in this fight. God, yeah. Man, he just so smooth with the way he was just moving. Uh, great takedown. Uh, and then just ultimately, Marcos just didn't have an answer for what uh, Lando was able to throw down. And he right. locked up that Kimura. Oh, my God. Like, I was like, someone's arm's going to get broke tonight if they don't tap. <laughs> right. Someone's going to get broke tonight. <laughs> so, so, last one, right? Broke. 
our <laughs> our uh, our main event for the night though was Israel Adesanya versus Anderson Silva. Uh, this oh. fight was scored twenty nine twenty eight thirty twenty seven thirty twenty seven all for the winner Israel Adesanya. Now the big thing about this fight and this is something I want to touch on. Um, I know a lot of people were like, "Well, this is old Anderson Silva." Blah 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 blah. Talk 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 talk. talk. Whatever. Okay. Anderson Silva in this fight still showed that he could throw down when things got when things get tough. Um, he did his very Anderson Silva movements, tactics, trying to lure in uh, Israel Adesanya, and you can truly see that uh, Israel is a student of the game because he said, "I've seen all these techniques before. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not gonna bite into what he's trying to throw at me." And that's oh, essentially I know. what he did. It was so and he, awesome. He stood his ground. He didn't get into the game. He just he outpointed he outpointed the point master let's just call it that way it was incredible to watch but let's get, jump on the other side though anderson silva was still landing shots at will on israel so i don't want people to think that the spider is like the spider isn't the spider anymore of course he's not he's old as shit but as a 41 year old man going in against a 25 26 year old fighter he held his ground. He looked incredible doing so. Right. Well, like, the thing is, too, is, like, my husband and I were talking about, I was like, that was very much a mirror match. It was a mirror match, like, when you're playing video games. It was the young version of Silva versus Silva. Like, and you watch the two, like, at the beginning, too, like, the first, like, the first round was very much... A figure, like them feeling themselves out, trying to figure out what was up. And that itself was just interesting to watch. Yeah, for the people that just want explosive ass fighting, was it a little boring? Yeah, because people, people's attention spans are the attention span of the fucking that anymore. But like, it was fun watching him try to break down his. It was fun watching Israel trying to break down Silva's game in real time. But you know, the crazy you know, thing you is. could tell that he was watching that he's you could tell that he knew it from watching him, but you could tell like when that Silva tried to figure something out, be like, oh, okay, wait, let me see if I have an answer for that. And that was just awesome to watch. Yeah, what well, was point counterpoint? And what was so cool about that yeah. fight too was that when you watched uh Silva throw down a, a three hit punch, and uh Israel had a three answer too. You know, and they were, you're yeah. right, they were exact mirror matches of each other. They looked, I mean, they both looked incredible. I, I just can't, this was like one of the few times where whether you won the fight or you lost the fight, you looked good in the fight. And all yeah. that, Anderson Silva was the one there's, that lost the There's fight. not a lot of crazy. matches out like that. Yeah, there's not a lot of matches out there like that nowadays, but that's definitely one of them where both people looked good. No. You know? Because this is the UFC and not goddamn WWE. We don't do this 50-50 booking shit, okay? <laughs> not that we're going to get... Yeah, yeah, but you know what? <laughs> I always look at it this way. If you want a sign of a good fighter, like a, a true a true badass fighter, is... <clears throat> pardon me. Is not like you know, you're copying the WWE thing. It's if you can... Make the fans get behind you and be like, fuck yeah. Even if you got your ass beat because you did such a good job and you were so close and it was so great. That's a good fighter. So like, yeah. I, I, I like, I like, I do enjoy fights like that. Some people find those boring, but I enjoy them personally because 
That means the level of fighting I just watched was at a caliber that was so good that no one could clearly pick a side. And with, again, the attention span of Nats people have nowadays, to be able to get the attention of the crowd to stay that long enough for both of it, both people to gain that much likability, it's a big thing. Big thing, so... I enjoy them. I, they're few and far between nowadays, too, because you got all the fucking politics that go into the damn fucking sport anyways. Well, like it's like... Dana getting his damn hands and shit. <laughs> well, so. the big thing about it, though, is that... Um, and it's like you're saying, like... And, and this was one of those fights where, like, even if you drifted off a little bit from the fight, somehow you just got reattached to it. And it was, it was yeah. pretty cool to see. It was like It was like that little purple light. That, like, the gnats fly into when they're, like, you know, little bug zapper. When they're not paying attention, they're just like, yeah, wait, what's over there? Uh, and then you get knocked out because you're like, oh, that was awesome. I really enjoyed this fight. So I definitely, I definitely have to say big ups to um to the fight card. And it was a great, great matchup for both Israel and for, um, and for Anderson Silva. So, yeah, big ups to those guys. All right, so moving on from... That fight on to our next fight, which was our first fight on ESPN. So this is like a huge, huge story, right? Um, especially because the UFC went from obviously being on Spike to going to Fox to now going to ESPN. It was a massive, massive fight card and big ups to it. So let's get into talking about it, right? Uh, Andre Philly versus Miles Jury. Uh, this fight Touchy was <laughs> this was ended in a decision. Uh, 29, 28, 29, 28, 29, 28, all for Feely, uh, for the big win. Did yeah. a lot of good jobs in controlling the fight. I'm glad that they scored this fight 10-9 rounds instead of, like, whatever the judges feel like throwing out there because, um, Andre right. Feely, I felt like dominated this whole entire fight, like, all the way around. I didn't yeah. think there was anything wrong. <laughs> I mean, we, we kind of predicted that, that Touch Feely was going to win anyways. I was saying, like, oh, maybe Miles might want to get fire on his ass. Nope. 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 Sorry. Nah, son. He not showing up. You did not show up at all. Sorry, buddy. Miles, if you, you did, uh, you checked out quick. Yep. <laughs> you got in that octagon. You heard it, you heard it lock, and you was like, you know what? I'm going to do just enough to lose. Because that's what you did. Yeah, just just enough to lose. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we got to say about that. Moving right. on. Uh, Vin- Vincente uh, Lequeck versus Brian Barberina. Um, during this fight, so this fight ended TKO third round with like six seconds left in the fight. Um, in the fight, uh, I really, I said it in a chat room too that we have, uh, that mm. I am a huge fan of Barbarina now. Like, I know he lost the fight. Um, right. I know that he's beaten both Jake and Joe Ellenberger. Uh, I just, I was just a huge fan because he just was getting punished. And Bam Bam just stood there and took it and took it and he got taken down and he took it and took it and he got up right. and just kept looking like he wanted to battle and battle and battle. And I just have to say, man, shout outs to that man. Give that this man a This is one of those deserves. fights that we were we were just talking about those types of fights a little bit. It's a little tiny bit ago yep. about where, yeah, he might not have won, but both fighters came out winning because Vicente obviously won with his... Uh, with his fucking um, knees and punches. Yeah, I was trying to think of the word punch, and for some reason that wasn't <laughs> coming out of my face right then. But 
the resiliency that Brian had helped win him the hearts of everybody, which is cool, you know. Everybody's the winner. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we move it up one, right? Uh, oh, Kron, I was excited about Gracie this one. versus Alexander Karakis. Yo, Bruce Leroy getting in his matchup. Uh, this is a huge win for Kron Gracie. It was by submission, rear naked choke, um, um, first round, uh, two minutes, six seconds. This is like... This was this was name. massive. God, oh we yeah, knew. the Gracie name. We knew what was up. We knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> he looked like, at oh, it. Oh, bruh. Right. Shoot. As soon as I saw the name, I was like, "Is that another Gracie?" And then I remember watching Joe Rogan talk about it on the uh, JRE, and I was like, "Holy cow!" And then like he is like obviously he's a great he's gonna be great at Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but he's a he's a great all-around fighter, which is going to be something that I'm, I can't wait to get right. to the top five to start testing out people because I was like, yo, Kron just came in there. He didn't look nervous. He didn't look scared. He's like, I got a game plan. I'm just going to tap you out. And I kind of said it um, <coughs> I said it a while ago on uh, a different podcast that we had did. Um, well, it was one like a few weeks ago that we had did where I was talking about Joe Rogan and John McCarthy when they were talking about yeah. um, uh, one of the Gracies. I forget which one it was. I think it was Renzo. Um, but he was talking. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't him. It was. Uh, I'll remember the name a little bit. But he was talking about when, you, <laughs> when you're in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, right? He says, we're going to start in neutral position. And once we go to step one, we're not going back to neutral position. We're going to step two. And that's exactly what you saw in this fight. Kron went and he took it from neutral to first position to tap out. And Alex didn't have an answer for him. He was just like, I'm along for this ride and I'm along for this tap out. And it's exactly what we saw. And uh, I don't I don't pity him. <laughs> right. I mean, I was looking forward to the moment and said, Gracie. I was like, okay. Well, yep. Gracie, well, Gracie doing balls. big things. I'm glad to see the Gracies right. are back in the UFC. That's kind of like yeah, that's, that's where really weird. That I was I was waiting for the next step up, you know, because there's always the different generationals. So that's where you usually just kind of wait. So now we've got another one in here. Get ready to fuck up the featherweight division, and <laughs> he will, because it's just right. Not, yeah, yeah, not gonna be that's fun. Just, Genetically designed to fuck up the genetically designed to fuck people up. Hey, whatever. That's I'd rather have that. I'd ha- I'd I'd rather have that problem than like genetically designed to be a bitch. Like <laughs> True. I'm True just enough. saying, like, facts are facts. It's just it's so. wild to me. I'm still thinking about like I'm still trying to remember um what his brother's name was. God, and I want to go back and listen to this podcast now and figure it out. But I can't. Um, so we move up a fight, right? Cynthia right. Cavalillo versus Courtney Casey. Uh, a great fight for Cynthia in this in this card. Um, thirty twenty. Uh, was it uh, twenty nine twenty eight, twenty nine twenty eight, and thirty twenty seven? Obviously, all going to her. Cynthia. She looked amazing in this fight. It was good to see her get back in the win column again. Uh, and I I don't know. I keep looking forward to seeing more things from. Uh, Cynthia, and I just I hope that she continues to climb up the ranks because she really, really needs to. Right. I 
I mean, I'll be straight up honest. I was hopeful for Courtney Casey. Um, but that's just because I don't know why there's just something about Cynthia that I'm like, I don't like you. She did good. So I'm not going to deny the fact that she beat the shit out of the girl. Good job. <laughs> Maybe make me like you better. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that's not your job. I know that's not your job, but like maybe try <laughs> i don't know if this makes sense I, i'm i'm still i'm i i i'm hoping that she carries herself better because what i can't remember what fight it was let me let me click on her fucking shit right now because i can tell you by the way for those those listening to us it was uh hicks and gracie thank you i just got to put that out there Oh, it, it was her fight against uh, Carlin Esp- It was her uh, fight against Carla Carlos when she Plaza. lost. Yeah, when she lost, and she was just talking shit after. Like, if this makes sense, if if it was an unjustifiable loss, that'd be one thing. It, but it wasn't. You just didn't have it that night, and the way she carried herself, and the way she she talked shit all the way out of the octagon to the point where the fans were like fucking booing her because she looked like a fool i'm hoping this time away how she got busted for pot i think it was and had to take her time off or whatever i hope i hope she got her shit straight and that attitude that she carried after that loss goes away because you're gonna fucking lose if not you're just gonna be fucking ronda rousey part two and go to fucking WWE and do the same exact thing in WWE. I know that's bringing up Frankenstein or shit, but you can do that too. So I hope like this win is a step in the right direction for her attitude-wise as well. Because I think that's one thing people forget. Is that attitude too is part of being a Because you can have a big fucking... You can have a big attitude and think you're the shit. Because your ego's gotten you too inflated. And get, you know, rear naked choke. <coughs> Just saying. <laughs> Facts. So this is her second fight in a win, though, or second win in a row, uh, yeah. ever since the Esparza fight. So it's good to see yeah. that she's getting back in a win column. But I really just want to see yeah. like more from her, obviously. But she did get suspended for I think she got suspended for ten, eleven months, right? No, it's it something like that. I know she got busted for pot, so I was like, okay. Yeah, it was a year suspension, and she came. Right, she had right. to ride it out. Uh, so let's move up. We're gonna talk yeah. Paul Felder versus James Vick, yeah. right? <laughs> so uh, twenty nine, twenty eight, thirty twenty seven, thirty twenty seven. What's that? I said I love Paul Felder. I love him on commentary. I was really excited to see him back in the octagon too, because he's really he's I enjoy to be ringside. And Felder, I think, brings a really good insight. Uh, but then I also just miss being able to watch him fight, too, because if someone's got that much knowledge, that means they should be able to, to practice it in the octagon. So it was nice seeing him be able to put that knowledge into practice. So it was yeah. good. Plus, yeah. I have this weird thing about Vic and that fuck. Him. So I was just like, Paul, punch him in his fucking face. Punch him in his face. Please. <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Actually, I think I think I picked James Vick originally win this fight, and yeah. it's only because I was making fun of Paul Felder because he is such yeah. a great analyst. I'm like, no, you should know your role and shut your mouth and sit in that right. desk and do the commentary like you're supposed to because right. 
people really like hearing your voice and nobody right. wants to hear nobody wants to see you in the octagon paul just shut your mouth and put your red beard yeah the but corner. then you got in there you got in there yeah and then it was like okay i can watch you in the octagon all right yep. okay all right yep, he yeah. made a believer out of me i'm not gonna lie yeah. it was very he made you watch. a believer like that imagine dragon song yep. or whatever well, remember because uh, like the last the time we yeah, saw Magic fight, Dragons. yeah, <laughs> the last time we watched some fight. Sorry, I saw the, the funniest thing on the internet about them. So, like <laughs> well, Corey Taylor, the lead singer of Slipknot, called him the new Nickelback, and that's been on my fucking mind ever since. So, <laughs> seriously, you're welcome. You're welcome, everybody that listens to this podcast. If you need that, if anybody in your life listens to Imagine Dragons, just call them the new Nickelback and watch them. Burn you alive with their eyes. That's so it's bad because twice. I like Nickelback and I like Imagine Dragons. I don't. I don't give a fuck about either one. <laughs> I just think it's really funny that that's now the comparison. I'm like, ever. I think people are taking this shit way too seriously. Deadpool. Deadpool convinced me to like Nickelback again. It's it's his fault. Um. Anyway, so Paul, right? Uh, he did. He very well right. came out. Did his job. Uh, got the victory. Big ups to him. I loved the way that he was able to handle uh, the Tex Executioner's height and his reach advantage. Right. Because that was massive, man. He was able to push him into the fence. Right. Close the distance. He was doing great things. So I have to give a big shout out to him for that. So let's talk about this main event, okay? What so, the fuck? Hold on. Before we jump into that, <sighs> let's, re- let's, let's, let's rewind back to UFC on Fox 1. Cain Velasquez versus Junior Dos Santos, right? We were talking yep. about a fight that lasted, what, 53 seconds, I think that was, before JDS knocked out Cain Velasquez. So, with that being start- started, let's jump ahead. So, here we are now on ESPN 1, right? Cain Velasquez is returning. He's been gone for, what, almost 18 months. Uh, back surgeries, arm surgeries, all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, he said that he felt like he was in the best shape of his life. He felt good mentally, physically. He said he was doing good. Obviously, we know that he had a lot of ring rust to him because he hasn't been in Octagon forever. Francis Ngannou was coming off of two huge wins, one off of uh, Felder, also one from um, – did he did he get back from that? Oh, no, because he lost the beast fight. He beat Blades. And then he um, – yeah. I don't yeah, know so why you lost. said Felder. Yeah. I'm like, Francis Ngannou didn't fight Felder? <laughs> so like, there, one I was looking at Felder. That meant a really fucked up matchup. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Derek Lewis, uh, he... So, Nagano lost to Stipe, and then he lost to Derek Lewis. But the Derek Lewis loss, we've openly acknowledged that that was kind of a, a fluke situation because Derek Lewis wasn't really trying to fight because his back was all messed up. And Nagano was just scared because of the Derek last fight. Derek even said he shouldn't have won that fight. Yeah, no. So let's move over, right? He Curtis said, Blades. Like, I should... He scores this huge like, win over Curtis Blades, right? And then we start moving in to Cain Velasquez, and everybody's talking about how Cain's going to come in, he's going to dominate this fight, his wrestling's going to show, blah 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 blah. And what's the first thing Cain Velasquez does in this fight? Me. He throws a. Yes, he retort. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, he throws a kick. He throws two kicks, in fact, to try to set the distance. What are you doing, dude? We know that's not in your game plan. Even though we watched you at UFC 200 throw two wheelhouse kicks against Travis Brown. Actually, you threw like more like three or four against Travis Brown. You set those up with your punches first. And then you went in with your wrestling. And you grinded people out. And I'm trying to figure out, like, 
wearing a game plan like that was a legit strategy for him to come out and just throw a kick right at Nagano. Right. Obviously, he's probably scared of his power. I'm not even 100%. But that was a real thing that we were watching. And it was very surreal to watch Cain Velasquez just go down. Like, Cain Velasquez, if you guys didn't know, um, I'm actually... Uh, the speech that I'm having right now is longer than the fight was. So, yeah. Francis... Yeah. <laughs> Francis lands a, lands a couple punches. Um, Cain tries to shoot him for a double leg. Uh, his knee actually gave out. And Kane hit the ground, grabbed his knee, Francis jumped on top, hit him twice in the face, fight ended. That was it. Um, so from what we know so far is that, you know, because Kane got up, he looked like he was walking kind of fine. He wasn't really 100%. Uh, but it definitely sounded like he had torn some ligaments in his knee trying to attempt that takedown. And we haven't had anything follow up just yet about it. So I'm still, like, trying to keep my ear to the street about what happened in that fight. But it was very crazy to see Cain Velasquez come and try to set the tone of this fight with a kick and not right. try to settle it with his hands to a takedown. Because we all know his wrestling. The entire fight. thing was weird. Was that yawn weird too? Yeah, sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm just... Uh, it's... The entire thing was weird. Like... I don't know. From beginning to end, I mean, it was 26 seconds, so it wasn't really that long to experience it. But, like, I don't know. The moment the moment Kane's leg gave out and he went down and Francis was on top of him, I was just kind of like, wait, what? Because right before it happened, I had looked at my husband and I was like, but what if Francis takes out Kane? Like, literally, because we all had money on Kane, straight up. I'll be, I, was, I thought Kane was going to destroy Francis. I thought Kane was going to, like, grab him and be like, this is mine. This is my friend. And talk, like, hug him and squeeze him and love him forever like Amira from freaking, uh, what was it? The cartoons and shit. But, like, it, it didn't happen that way at all. And so, I don't know. It was really weird because, like I said, right before the fight started, it was like, I looked at my husband. Well, what if he takes him down? Like just a freak, just freak out of nowhere, and it happened. And then when it actually happened, it was kind of like, oh, holy shit! Yeah, you probably shouldn't I have said anything. To... I know. I really think that I caused it. And if I did, Kate, I'm really sorry because I wanted you to punch Francis. I really wanted <laughs> you. To... I really wanted you to. I wanted. I wanted Francis to wear. I wanted Francis to wear like a sweater. It didn't happen, and I feel partially responsible. Well, put that in the yeah you should you should feel not even just partially responsible you should feel 100% responsible because it was all your fault I'm not even going that far because like <laughs> I've like asked for really good shit and really bad shit to happen in my life and it's like not happened you wish or death had... on that man <laughs> oh god no no, I don't need that kind of power. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. All not right. not driving. Uh-uh. Give me that kind of power. You son of a bitch. Oh shit. <laughs> I forgot. I probably should I probably shouldn't yell like that while driving that my superpowers go away. Like you I don't like, need that. I don't you need be like that. Black Bolt, never allowed to say anything again because you might destroy worlds with one word. Alright. Right. Switch it to that comic right. book world. Let's move over. Okay, so moving on to this card, right? We're going to be at uh, UFC uh, 145, which would have been last night, uh, February 23rd. 
uh, over in Prague. And I have to say, I love these fights, right? Because these fights, like, you see kids that are either coming back on the trail or they're up-and-comers, right? And they're just trying to establish their name again or just, just establish a name. So it's always, like, fun to watch these fights. And it couldn't have been any more apparent than in the first fight that we got for the night, right, on this Prague right. card. And that would have been uh, uh, Magomed versus Ab- uh, Abreu. I think it's how you pronounce his last name. Yeah, uh, Anaclea versus Abreu. Yeah. So we had a 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. Uh, this all went to uh, Magomed. Uh, this, was, uh, this was a great fight because the first thing we saw was a short right-hand uppercut that broke the nose of Abreu. Oh. And it was so nasty. It, it was, was just, so gross. It was just, it made a little uh. It just made a little C right in his face, and you could tell exactly which way he got hit because the nose just crooked the way. I it love went. also too the 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 moment that Happy heard, "Oh, that boy better not blow his nose," like, yep. and that was really who it was because it was it was pretty much if he, either the commentator said it or it was the internet. Everybody had the collective agreement the moment they saw his face, like, "Oh, that boy better not blow his nose." He, he better fuck not. His face up. Yep, that shit's gonna blow up real yeah. bad. Yeah, and it was funny too because they kept saying in the fight too. They're like, "Yeah, I'm surprised it's not bleeding more the way it's all crooked and stuff." And I was kind of surprised too. And then like, I think he got punched one more time in the face, and it just bled. And you're like, "Yep, now you look like yeah, now yeah." You usually, like I've seen that in other fights. I I, I like to call it like a you. Well, I don't like to call it, but what ends up happening I've noticed is that it, you'll get the coag it will coagulate enough in the nose. To where they get just enough of breathing, or they have, or they 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 sacrifice breathing through their nose entirely, and uh, it stays up in there until there's another punch. Yep. And then that's when the faucet opens up. Yeah, and that's and exactly that's what happened bad. in this fight. Yeah. But no, like yeah. I said, it was a great. I heart, mean, I'll say this though: go for Breu. Yeah. yeah, he had some fucking heart. He wasn't. He wasn't just giving up like a bitch. You no. know. And that's what he they didn't said like too, get punched in the face and go, oh no, I got punched in the face. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Well, Dan Dan Hardy was talking about it too, and he said that uh, you know, it's it's uncomfortable. Like it's not it's not bad. I've never broken my nose. I'll just be honest. I know I have. My wife has broken her nose, and she didn't cry about it till like the next day. You know, so it's like I, I've heard that it's uncomfortable, but that it's, yeah, it's manageable. Yeah, if this makes sense, like, mine was not that bad. I was, I think, <laughs> straight up, I was more hurt ego than I was actual pain because of how I broke my nose. <laughs> so if that gives you an insight. But it's like, if you've ever had sinuses and you get those headaches, like, that's that's usually the where I can compare it. If you get anything like that, like, mine was just sore all in that area because I got hit in the top because I got elbowed um, at a concert. And uh, it was it was just an aggravating situation. So, <laughs> yeah. I can do it straight up. It was vanilla. I went, and, I went with a friend of mine to go see a concert, and uh, Vanilla Ice ended up being there. So I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Well, guess you're playing right now. Ninja Rap comes on, and I'm like, this is a thing. And then I got my nose broken during the song. <laughs> so I Should was have. like all sorts of I was all sorts of fuck this. However, shout out to uh Rob Van Winkle, aka Mr. Vanilla Ice, because he came 
got hit and fine because I wasn't the only one that got punched in the face. And uh, so came over, made sure we were all cool, which that was nice. But I was more pissed that I got punched in the face at fucking Vanilla Ice concert. Nah, you should have straight up just told Vanilla Ice, like, you know what I need right now? I need some ice, ice, baby. I almost made that joke. I was like, I was like, so there. And I was like, you know, he's fucking heard that. Like, that that's <laughs> yeah. went through my, I'm like, that bitch, mother, he's motherfucking heard it. He's yeah, but he would have I think he would have laughed it off. He probably would have. He probably would have. But, like, yeah. No, my, no, my fucking luck, though, it would have been the day that he was in a bad mood. And he'd been like, that joke's stupid, bitch. And I've been like, I'm really sorry. Please be my friend. I'm Whatever. Sorry. He still drives around the 5.0, so I don't want to hear anything about it. So, this is we're going to move up. <laughs> right? yeah. uh, Peter Yan versus John Dodson. Let's be real. Okay, I got to say oh. this right off the start. John Dodson did not look like John Dodson. And maybe that's no, credit to Peter Yan. Maybe that's credit to Peter Yan. I Jan. forgot it was him straight up. But my problem, though, with the fight, though, was. There was like two points, right, where I think Jan, he got taken down. He like put his foot up to press out. And Dodson like looks at the ref and tells me, he's like, yo, he's trying to kick me in the balls. I was like, what? Dude, shut up and start fighting. Like, you've, you got checked earlier. You said you were good. And this time it looked like Jan put his foot up and just kind of placed it there. But if it was a real bad enough, you would have just dropped and said, hey, look. But like, he kept complaining throughout the whole fight. Like, I think it was like in the second round or third round. He like, um, John was look. John had his back and was looking to suplex him, right? But then like he looked at the ref. He's like, he's pulling my hair, ref. He's like, no, don't yeah. you touch your hair. And then when they get to the cage, Jan goes for a back trip. And what did Dawson do? Both hands linked into the cage and just pulled tight so that he didn't get taken down. I was like, dude, that's a point deduction right there off the off the jump. Like that should have just straight happened, but right. it didn't. And I was very amazed that that didn't that wasn't called. Which, you know, I guess Dawson got away with one, so it is what it is in that part. Uh, the scores for that fight though did go decision. It was unanimous, thirty twenty seven, thirty twenty seven, thirty twenty seven, all for Yan. Um, and I I don't know what Dawson thought that he won that fight. He landed some great shots. He had a, he had a couple great takedowns throughout the whole fight, but I felt like Yan pretty much. Like, kept him at distance. He was being more of the aggressor. He landed more strikes. But overall, man, I was like, yo, like, you were just complaining the whole fight, Dotson. And you're you're not in the U.S. Like, the U.S. would have given you that fight. Because I think I scored it for him. I think I scored it for uh, Dotson. But, you know, you're not you're not in the U.S. They do not like you. And when you t- let the judges score the fight, guess what? It's probably not going to go your way. And it's exactly what we saw. Right. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't feel sorry for him. So moving up, we have uh, Liz Carmouche versus Puda uh, Pudi Lavoa, and, and I have to say, uh, great win for Liz. Uh, this was by decision, thirty right. twenty seven, twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight. It was that close. Uh, but the one thing that was really clear was that Liz's wrestling game is going up and going to places right and maybe it's the fact that she's doing a lot of underwater training because that's what they're talking about how she does she she grapples underwater now because i think that's a thing now which is insane to me uh doing like vo training so right you know getting her body to respond to 
working more efficiently with less blood. So I was like, yo, shout outs to her. She looked amazing. Shout outs to the Marine uh, coming back with the win, especially when she stepped out and man, the crowd booed the shit out of her. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, because the, well, <laughs> Oscar's Pudi Lova was a uh, hometown She was a hometown favorite. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'll give a shit. Like, the, I'll, like, if this makes sense, like, there are sports, entire sports, I don't give a shit about. But if someone tells me that I'm there and the team is Detroit, I'm going to act like an ignorant asshole and scream and be in, ah, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> because that's how that works. That's that hometown shit. You got to do that. Like, there's yeah. a law written somewhere. I'm going to find it. It's a real thing. <laughs> well, I feel that it's way because. I know whenever I see either uh, fighters from Hawaii or fighters from Nebraska, when I see those two yeah. fighters on the card, instantly I go for those guys unless, and I have the caveat this, it's Anthony Smith versus John Jones. And I have to say, I have to go with John Jones because I like John Jones, the fighter, versus like John Jones, the man. And Anthony Smith is from Nebraska. And I do give him props where props are due. But I, I'm I'm still right. gonna go with John Jones in this fight. So, uh, and we'll right. talk about that here in a little bit, actually, because we still have a, a few. No, fights I can understand cover. though. There, I have caveats too because I'm not exactly the biggest Kevin Lee fan, and right. he's Motown. <laughs> sometimes I think it's he. I think sometimes he writes really great checks. His ass can't cash. Right. So I want him to at least be able to do that. If you go and go about in the, you know. Please win over the place. <laughs> I want to have a winning something from Detroit again. Please. So, I'll give you guys a recap. Pretty much what she said is that she doesn't like she doesn't like Kevin Lee because he writes a lot of checks that he can't cash, and uh, you just want someone to beat his ass. That's how I feel like you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did it go in and out? Yeah, a little bit. That's why I was just making that note. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about the next fight up, right? Mikhail versus uh, Gian Vellante. Now, this was kind of a weird fight because um, this didn't yeah. end in the first round due to a body shot, which, um, yeah, it was crazy because the first first body it shot was... I saw land, it didn't, it didn't look like it really connected. And then that no. second body shot looked almost similar to the first one, but as soon as uh, Gian... Gian uh, took a step back, like he dropped instantly, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, that was a well, body was, shot." I, well, it, was it wasn't crazy. even. It wasn't like super instantly. That's the thing about it that got me. It was the fact that there was like this. Dan, one, two, three. Ah, oh, fuck! Like yeah. that was the thing that I thought was interesting about it was, holy shit, you just got fucked on the inside, buddy. And like, tell- that was the thing that I thought was interesting about it was because it was that, like, couple second count, and then all of a sudden, the horse hit! And I'm like, oh, I've been punching the kidneys before. Well, I know that we've, pain. We've asked other people, too, like, you know, what ha- what's it feel like when you get hit in a body shot, right, with a body shot? And we've had people come back and tell us, like, yo, I thought I was going to shit myself. I legitimately thought I was going to poop my pants the moment I right. got hit in the body. <laughs> and I was like, ugh. I don't know. That doesn't sound like fun at all. <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't want to think about that pain. So, no, no. So I'm not on. even a. Pro- I'm not a professional fighter, and I got into a fight before and had a body shot, and I thought I was dying from the inside. <laughs> oh, oh no! 
Oh, Jay. Oh, Jesus. I'll tell you right now, if you want to talk about, you have two options in that moment. If it doesn't take you out in that, in that moment, uh, either just let it succumb or you use that, you use that moment to be pissed off as fuck that that pain and utilize it. Damn, does it hurt? <laughs> so let's, <gasps> let's talk about this next fight. So we have to talk about uh, Stefan oh, Struve yeah. versus Delima, right? Um, second round submission, uh, arm triangle choke. Uh, great, great showing by Stefan Struve. Yeah. But the bigger story is Stefan retired after this. Uh, he was that talking one about, surprised me a little bit. Yeah, because you know he in a in a promo package he was talking about how he's gonna use this fight to get himself a title shot, get himself on a little win streak. And yeah. I was like, then he just retired. I was like, well, okay, well, I you mean, know I don't what? Have a with it. No, you know what though? He kind of said something about it being in his head, and like we've said, like I've said before, and other people have said before, if it gets in your head, and it doesn't seem done. like it's gonna go away, it's probably better than just to call it. Uh, the worst thing for a fighter is to not have their head in the game. Right. And if you start thinking retirement, you're not thinking, oh, I got to beat the shit out of this 25-year-old. It's coming up right now. You're not thinking about that. You're going, oh, man, when I retire, I'm going to go buy a new house in Costa Rica or whatever the fuck you're thinking. I don't know what your shit is. But, like, <laughs> you're thinking about the after. You're yeah. not thinking about the now. No. And you need to think about the now. So yeah, exactly. I, it's, if, it, if his brain isn't there, um, that's good for him. He's had a good career. He started when he was young as fuck. So it's not like this is somebody that just showed up and had a small career. He's like 29, 11, and 0. So you had a good career too. So yeah. And you go out on a win. That's a good thing. I mean, we just had that with the spoiler for those who Hold somehow on. don't fucking know. Before, before we before we get into we'll talk about that after we talk about this last fight because I definitely want to get into okay. this and get your opinion on it. So okay. spoilers will be have to waited. You guys don't have to fast forward in this track if you don't want to just yet, but you will here in a little bit. Um, so let's talk about this next fight, right? Uh, Tiago Santos uh, versus Han. Uh, was it? Uh, Blackovic. Um, TKO, third round. Jesus, this was the most vicious right straight that I've ever seen thrown, and it was it was thrown with. I, I'll not- be honest. I don't know how anybody <laughs> had Jan. I'm gonna be straight up honest. I, I it sounds like shit, but I had I, I don't know how. Like after watching the lead up to this fight and watching the workouts and stuff with Diago, it was like. Blackwich ain't got this. Sorry. Blackwich is going to get takedown, and it's going to happen viciously out of nowhere. Yeah. And it did. It, it did. did. It was it, it was. It was insane. It, it looked painful, and it looked like – and I was very happy that he did the call-out at the end, too. I was very happy he did the call-out at the end. I missed I think who he called out. This, who did he call out? He said that uh, whoever wins between Anthony – and John Jones. If Anthony wins, he'll beat him again. If not, if he doesn't win, he'll go. And it's John. He'll go against John because he's already. He's already. I believe he said he won against Anthony Smith already. So and yeah, he's won. He's won before him. So like that was that was his call out. He wants that title shot. Good. Be at that point. 
You know, if you guys feel like you're at that point where you can do it, do it. I think that's the thing that pisses me. That's the thing that pisses me off about some of these fighters. There's the ones that don't deserve a title shot that just never shut up about it. And then there's these ones that have a record that are almost too afraid to ask. And it's like, uh-uh. No, if I had a record like that, I'd be shoving it on a post-it note, update his ass. I would bring it, pull, I would have my I would have my corner have it, and the moment I was done doing my work, I would bring it, set it in front of Dana, and be like, that's my record, where's my title shot? And I would just consistently remind him what the fuck the title shot system used to look like, and be like, bah, that's what you need. And that's, that's where he was at, and I'm glad that he did it. I'm glad that he called out, said, I need... I, I want that title shot now because if you, with the results that he had, yeah, no doubt. And I have to agree. Like, you know, Thiago is coming off of some huge wins, especially one off of Jimmy Manua and yeah. now moving up into the card. So yeah, definitely. I think he deserves it. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how the next week plays out. Well, technically it's this week because, it's the 24th that yeah. we're recording this on, and on the 2nd is the fight card. So, yeah, so I have to agree. It's definitely going to be interesting to watch. It'll definitely be inter- interesting to um to see what shakes down from this fight card. So uh, I'm definitely right. hyped. I don't know if Santos would be the guy that I would pick to get the next title shot, but it, in, the, in the realm of things kind of lining up, I would, I would very much say, like, that would probably be the third fight for John Jones because I know he wants the DC fight. And I know that he wants to, uh, he'll fi- probably fight one more time in like November and that's it. Right. You know, he's done for the year and then he'll be back to doing his March fight and then we'll see what happens after that. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. So let's talk right. about this, right? Before we jump into UFC 235, we have to acknowledge greatness when greatness is there. Okay. GSP. George St. Rush Pierre uh, retired. He retired on top. He is one of the few, and by few, I mean uh, three, four, five. Five guys. He's one of five guys to win uh, two titles and two different weight classes. Uh, thir- was it 13 title, def- 13 title wins in uh, most defenses? Like, he's, he's amazing. GSP is one of the greatest fighters one of my favorite things about gsp is whenever he realized that he was weak in an area he was training that area to get better right so if his brazilian jiu-jitsu was weak he'd get better in brazilian jiu-jitsu if his karate was weak he'd get better in his karate if his boxing was weak he'd get better at boxing wrestling etc 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 um he is one of those guys that will always go down as the greatest of all time like to me I know people talk about John Jones being a GOAT or Anderson Silva being a GOAT, but I truly in my heart believe GSP is a GOAT. I used to talk a lot of trash about him. I used to say a lot of things about him just because I just, I just didn't like GSP. But I do understand where greatness is, and he truly, truly, truly is one of the greatest of all time. Um, I know people will talk about Mighty Mouse, right. and I know people will talk about Silva, like I said, but... GSP never got in trouble for anything. He never got, you never heard about a controversy with him. He always, 
you know, he either outpointed or he knocked out guys. And the two losses he did have, he came back and avenged those two losses. So big ups to him. Uh, GSP, thank you for everything that you have done. You are truly, truly uh, one of a kind and very, very, I'm very, very blessed that I got to watch you in the octagon. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading an article about him when you were talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled it up on the internet because he started, I'm like, oh, GSP. So, yeah, no, I mean, like, like w- with the Steven Struve thing, like I was getting ready to say with the whole spoiler stuff was, you know, if you're going to retire, retire on top. It's the only way to do it. Instead of keep getting losses until someone finally kicks you out of the damn sport and tells you so go away. Pen, we see you guys. Yeah. But you know oh what the thing, God. though, is that for Stefan Struve to go out on a win, that's huge, right? And congrats yeah. to Stefan Struve on that. But to go out as a champion, ugh, that's another level of awesomeness. That's yeah. that only a select few will ever get to. Because <laughs> yeah. let's be real, Michael Bisbing retired, but guess what? Michael Bisbing didn't retire as a champion. He got beat up by George St. Pierre. <laughs> yeah. George St. Pierre was your last yeah. your last loss. <laughs> you know, I was like, right. credits, credits to that, man. Um, all right. So with that being said, let's jump in to, I have to say, it's probably one of my favorite fight cards in a long time. Long oh, it's time. so stacked. UFC 235, Jones versus Smith at the T-Mobile Arena in Nevada. I know a lot of people are going to be like, but John Bones, he's got, he's got, um, he's just using PEDs. He's just on steroids, blah, 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 blah. He's always a cheater. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> so. Uh, there is a fight on this card that I do want to talk about really quick because I am a huge fan of this fight, and I know Anthony will be listening to this. So, Anthony, when you hear this, uh, Diego Sanchez versus Mickey Gall, which is going to be the opening fight on the prelim card on ESPN. I'm just going to say it. Fuck you, Diego Sanchez. Fuck you. I hope you get beat, although I do appreciate what you did uh, for that kid with Down Syndrome. When y'all had your exhibition fight, credits to you, man. You are godsend. But because you're Anthony's fighter, fuck you, my dude. Mickey Gall is the man. He's a he's a really good friend of mine. We <laughs> chat all the time uh, online, so I definitely have to give big props to Mickey. Uh, I hope he gets out there. You know, I hope to see him dominate the game and look for the tap out. I know that's his thing. He loves getting submission victories. So, Mickey, when you're out in that mat, man, go handle your business and good luck to you, sir. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, we do have the main event for the prelim card, right? Which is going to be Jeremy Stevens. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, <laughs> I know you are. So, Jeremy Stevens. I love the beat. So, let's get into it. Talk about this fight a little bit because now you sound, now you got me hyped about it. So, let's go. Yeah, well, because we all know Jeremy Stevens. I mean, Jeremy Stevens, it was exciting to see him just. He's an exciting fighter. He's just like a. Well,. Little pit bull, you know, like one of those little gruffy guys that when he gets in there, he wants to go to work. And Zabit, I like watching him because he he's he's roughly about the same. That fight is just going to be two little killers in a fenced-in thing going after. It's going to be like watching an illegal dog fight. That's what I feel like it's going to be like. Because let me see what the last fight it was. I can't remember his opponent, and I don't want to be wrong. Was well, Zabib had the modified knee bar against uh, Brandon Davis? 
That's what it was. Um, but that's not who I'm thinking of. It was the Kyle Bochniak fight. Oh, yeah. No, that fight where they were just throwing fucking shit at each other. <laughs> and Zabit won. I mean, he won. But Kyle was a very, very, very good matchup on that one. That fight uh, stays in my mind for why I'm looking for because I don't think I don't think the beat's gonna be able to get Jeremy Stevens as easy in a submission. I could be wrong. I'll put that out there right now. I could be totally wrong, um, but I don't think it's gonna be as easy as it was. And I'm not saying that it was like too totally easy on Brandon Davis, but I don't think it's gonna be as easy on Stevens. No. And that's why I think it's you're going to get the decision. I'm not even sure where it will go, but it's going to be more like that Bochniak fight where the two of them are just lobbing shit at each other. And I'm, that's why I'm excited about it because I, I liked that fight. And Stevens, uh, fight was it? what fight am I thinking of that it? I I'm just going to be really honest enjoyed. when we're saying this. I'm taking Jeremy Heaton Stevens in this fight. And do you know why yeah. I'm going to take Heaton Stevens in this fight? Because mm. I can't see Jeremy Stevens losing to a guy who his only loss was to a guy named Igor. Okay? That's why I'm going with it. <laughs> That's, That's funny. It. That's it. That's oh, I was, thinking, I was thinking of when uh, the Josh Emmett fight. Is is that's the fight I was thinking of? The one of the last fights I was thinking of with Stevens. Yeah, because he also did that Doho Choi fight too. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think it's gonna be as simple as him getting a submission on him. So you're gonna see them lobbing bombs at each other. So I'm there for it. I like that. I want if you're gonna be explosive, at least you know put some put some power behind it. Have some have some actual work and I think the two of them will do it. So, so let's move up. We're going to talk about this main card and then we can start picking winners. Right. So Cody, Cody Garbrandt is going to be back in octagon. Uh, this is definitely huge. Uh, he's going to be fighting, uh, Pedro, uh, Munoz. Uh, this is, this is going to be such a battle. What I really liked too, is at the press conference, both guys were like super respectful of each other. Like they didn't have really any trash talking going on, which I don't know if it's Cody being humble or if it's just Cody. Just, like, uh, yeah, I was kind of, of weirded out by that. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I, I was like, Cody. who are you? What, yeah. what happened? Pod person? I think, I think it's because it's not TJ Dillashaw. And I think Cody loves like to give that respect. Like when yeah. it comes to guys, he just doesn't like, this obviously. Cause he did it to Dominic Cruz too. He didn't like Dominic. He let Dominic know it, but and TJ was the other one he let know. But other than that, I don't remember him really talking a whole lot of trash to, like, other fighters. So No, you know, I guess I just don't remember him being, like, also as nice. Like, right. not not necessarily being a dick, but I don't remember him being as nice. Yeah. But, but what I loved about it was the press conference when they were like, okay, go ahead, talk some trash, Pedro. Let him know what you think of him. He's like, he, he he's like, Cody, uh, you, you have a nice shirt. And, like, Cody was like, oh, yeah, awesome. He's like, yeah, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. He's like, I think you look good, too. And then, like, everybody else was like, boo. I was like, whatever, man. Pedro, he doesn't, he's like, I don't know how to talk trash. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, shout out right. to you, man. Like, you're, you're a true testament. Uh, moving up, 
uh, we do have uh, Ticia Torres versus uh, debuting actually Willy uh, Zhang. So this would be a good, this would be a fun fight to watch, uh, especially for Ticia Torres. She needs to get back in the win streak. She's had, yeah. some, she's had pretty brutal losses, um, especially with uh, Jerzejewski. Um, you know, and Jerzejewski is just she's just tough as nails. Let's be real. Yeah. But um, yeah. So Ticia Torres really, really needs to get back in the win column. So I'm looking to hope. I'm hoping to see big things from her but um if she catches that third loss i'm gonna have to be honest man that might be it might be time for her to really consider what she wants to do now figure out the future yeah definitely have to figure out the future so let's talk about this next fight i'm so so excited so robbie lawler has drawn ben askren right which it's gonna be amazing ben askren has done a lot of shit talking on twitter but the funny thing is so beautiful yo i you know the craziest thing i love about ben askren right is during the press conference uh he just told people he's like he's like here i'm, I'm here in the ufc because i want to fight the best fights he's like sure i could have you know just kept talking smack and just calling out of people he's like and i i don't fit well with Robbie Lawler, because Robbie's a striker, I'm a wrestler, he's got good wrestling, I'm not really well known for striking, he's like, so yeah, I get it, but what I loved about it was that he goes, I'm not here for the big money fights, he's like, I'm not here for championship fights, I'm not here, he's like, I'm just here for fights, he's like, I just want to fight people, and I think like a lot of fans, at first a lot of fans were like booing the shit at him, because they didn't really like him, but by the end of the press conference, like a lot of people were like, hey, I'm on your side, I really like Ben Askren now, and I know me personally, um, I remember watching Ben Askren in the NCAA championships, his freshman and sophomore year, where he lost twice, and uh, his junior year, he came back, and he had a huge briefcase with him, and people were like, well, what are you bringing a briefcase for? He's like, I'm here to take home the hardware, what do you mean? And he just like kept going on, and he ended up winning the championship uh, his junior, senior year, so shout out to Ben, I'm very excited to see him in Octagon. Um, you right. do have a tough opponent in Robbie Lawler because Robbie just drops massive bombs. But with that being said, I have to say I am going to go with Ben Askren in this fight. Oh yeah, that's what I have. That's that's I had at the moment. I heard Askren was going. Yep. Sorry, so, Lawler. Sorry, Lawler. Like you, <laughs> but it's got to go the other way. So Tyrone Woodley versus uh, Kamar Usman. Now, I know, I think Anthony is really, I think he's going for Usman in this fight. And it's because Usman went to the University of Nebraska Kearney, where we're really big, like I said, on some, you know, cheering for guys who are hometown heroes. Um, But I have to be honest, man, I think I'm going with Tyrone Woodley on this fight. And it's only for the reason that um, Usman, like, I don't know, man, like something just really irked me about him, not just at the press conference, but what happened uh, before the press conference, where, like, Usman was, like, he's wearing his sunglasses, he's kind of being flashy, he's, like, showing off, he's like, hey, what's up, what's up, what's up, and then he sees, uh, he sees Ben Askren, and he just walks up to him, he's like, do you know who I am? And Ben Askren was like, yeah, you're Marty. He's like, that's at least how I knew you. And then, uh, he's like, no, my name is, my name's, uh, Kamara Usman. That's who I am. I'll fuck you up. And then Ben Askren, he's just sat in the corner. He was like, all right, throw your punch. <laughs> like, he was just waiting. Right. But, like, Usman came off as, like, a super dick. 
Like, and I get it. Like, you're going for the title. Like, you've got a lot of recognition. But, Jesus, dude. Like, I get it. But I'm pulling for Tyrell Woodley only because you're a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. I, as much as I get frustrated with Woodley and I kind of want him to lose just because I'm tired of having him, him having that belt, uh, I don't want him to lose the belt on this match. So, I got Woodley on this one. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's just crazy. I and you know what the funny thing is is watch Usman win this fight by knockout, and I'll just be like, yeah, congrats to you, man. Like way to way to show up. So our next fight that we have, this is you know the championship fight that I think a lot of people have been waiting for: John Jones versus Anthony Smith. Anthony has been on a tear since moving up to light heavyweight. He's been just hurting people's feelings. Yeah. It's definitely a oh. beautiful sight to see. And then you also have John Jones, who, after his last fight with Alexander Gustafson, is now going on to an opponent that he doesn't know, which I think is really kind of cool. Uh, John Jones has acknowledged that uh, John Jones has acknowledged that Anthony Smith has got his undivided attention. So it'd be interesting to see. Um, Anthony's got a lot of heart. He's got a strong chin. Um, he's very smart in the octagon, uh, but, and he's got 40 or 40 fights in the octagon. Like he's got a lot of experience going into this fight, but John Jones just has that X factor that you just never know what's coming out. Plus he's got that reach advantage too. And I'm, I have to go with the champ. Like he's, he's in the octagon. He's showing what he can do. He keeps showing what he can do. I just have to go with, I have to go with John Jones in this fight. I just, I don't oh, see... Oh, I have no shame in my game. Too. Yeah. No shame in my game. Anthony Smith! <laughs> Anthony Smith! Anthony fucking Smith! If this makes sense, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that John Jones isn't, like, a good fighter or anything like that. We all... I mean, the argument's done and over with. I mean, he's done enough with roids, without roids, whatever the fuck. I don't give a shit. He's done enough. He's got a belt. Okay. However, I am over seeing him and Dana's love life on display. So I would love just to watch Anthony be like a beautiful homewrecker and just come in and fuck that shit up, snatch that belt and be like, Oh no, what happened? Look who's got the fucking belt now. Golden boy. Like if this makes sense, I'm all about this. These next two years being the year of uh, being the years of like, Someone coming in and snatching the rug underneath Dana's golden boys. Because the two things. One, Dana gets humbled in that moment. And two, we get good fighting. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's as much as I like John. There's this part of me that's like, I don't know. When you look at Anthony's record, he has a pretty, it's, it's, it's big. It's not just like, it's bigger than Jones. 31-13-0. and when you got Josh is 23-1 and 0. I mean, a lot of it's because he's been fucking off work. Right. Because the son of a bitch don't know how to stop fucking up. But Anthony's had enough and he figured out how to switch division to go, wait a minute, how do I pull the trigger and make sure I pull the trigger effectively? And he did it. So I, there's this part of me that's like, man, I want Anthony Smith to win so bad. Not, you know, for the humbling experience of Dana, obviously, but just because he's, he's, it's deserved. It's deserved at this point. Yeah. And I love the way that he asked for it, too. Like, 
my name's Anthony Spit and Dano. Can you, I'm, you know, can you give me t title shot? It wasn't cocky. It was, I've done enough. Here's, this is my name. I want a title shot. Yep. And it was awesome how we did it. So just the lead up to it is why I'm like, I'd love for him to take out fucking the second coming of Christ in, in, in <laughs> UFC, AKA John Jones. Yeah. He's so fucking from. holier than now with this shit. And I crack up with it. I'm like, D chill hey, out. Let that man. Hey, that man lives the life through Christ. And yeah. Okay. Does okay. he also do his bumps off his Bible? Like, sorry, bro. But like, <laughs> there is a, there is an epic level of hypocrisy that comes with that. Like, come on. You go tell everybody to live, live the Christ, live the cross centered life. But 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 you gonna hit people with your van, do 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 a bunch of drugs and, and, and all this other shit. But you could tell everybody. Just, maybe he's I, just reformed. Maybe he's just reformed. That's what it is. It, listen, did, every time you go to fucking church and you talk to God on Sunday, is not a chance for you to reform so you can fuck up through, from Monday through Saturday. That's not <laughs> how this shit works. Like you don't get you don't go to get you don't go to church on Sunday to go. Hey God. I fucked up this week. Can you give me another pass? Like, that's not how this works. And I think John Jones doesn't understand that. And he, he, that's how, that's what he thinks his relationship is. And it cracks me up because he does all this crazy shit. And he's like, Christ. And then you're like, what? 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 Here's the thing. But he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he hasn't. You two, you two hookers. What the fuck? No, like, no. First of all, he hasn't done, first of all, he's not Robert Kraft. Let's not, let's put that no, out there first. No, he's not secondly, Robert Kraft, thank no, God. Secondly, I'm just saying, like, you, you, be, get, you get, once you start getting in that drug life, you ain't around the best people. Yeah, so, well, you try to you tell know, like, anybody, you clean. should live this kind of life. He's been clean the last three months. Let's just, let's, let's start with baby steps, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, so, hey, really, so that is the fight card, UFC 30, 235 coming up. Um, but listen to this, right? I just want you to hear about all the fights that are coming up for oh, the the month of March, okay? We have Derek Lewis versus Junior Dos Santos. Like, yep. just right off the jump, right? That's the next week. Darren Till versus uh, George Mazavdal. Like, yep. Vulcan uh, Ozdemeyer versus Dominic Reyes. Like, those are two huge names in that fight. We have Steven Thompson going against Anthony Showtime Pettis. Like we have Curtis Blades going against Justin Justin Willis, we have Edson Barboza going against Justin Gaethy, as well as Carolina uh, Kolovich versus Michelle the Michelle, Karate yeah. Hottie Waterson. Uh. And then UFC 236, we have uh, right. uh, we have Kevin Gaslam versus Israel Adesanya, and we have Max Holloway oh. versus Dustin Poirier. Dude, I'm like, I'm yo. fucking excited as shit for that Gaslam and Adesanya fight because that is for the interim belt. Yep, it's gonna be an awesome fight. Well, actually, both fights are for interim belts. Like, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, they both are. But I, I, it's the 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 Gaslam fight is the more recent one that's been called for, isn't it? Isn't yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, either way, I'm excited. Um, I like. I don't mind Calvin. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind him. I thought like his weird ego strut after Whitaker got hurt was weird. I was like, I was like, oh, I'm the champ now. I'm like weird flex, but okay, you know. But like, um, I kind of can't wait to see his game get picked apart by Israel. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm gonna sorry. be honest. 
I can't. Like, I I'm, want him to. I, I'm going to be honest. There has never been a time where I wanted Kevin Kelvin Gaslam to lose more than I do right now. Yo, right. Whole, because of that whole incident, I have to be honest. Like, Yo, I right. It made you. It. it made you go like, uh, like, uh. So, like, next, so next week. You we'll, make like, you make me not like people. You, like people that do this shit. Like, you are This isn't WWE. That's how I look at it. Yep. If you want to do that kind of shit, go to the Bibby. Yep. And you can go fucking fuck their ratings up too. And They're then we'll talk or, about. Or and then we'll talk about how you're messing up those ratings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tag team with Ronda Rousey? She's doing a fucking bangtastic job on fucking doing those ratings. <laughs> Seriously. Anybody that wants to argue with me you can suck my non-existent dick on that one. That bitch went over there and she has fucked the ratings just like she is. She's terrified of the women in UFC because she got punched in the face. She thought she could go over to WWE and get her way. And what happened? She couldn't handle it. She couldn't handle in UFC. She can't handle in WWE. When well, you can't handle it, go home and make babies. Well, first Sorry. of all, she can't. I'm <laughs> fucking yeah, no, over you're on, a, you're on a whole new level. First of <laughs> all, let's let's backtrack this. Okay. Well, that's a lot to unpack. Yes, the game caught up to Ronda Rousey and finished her out of the UFC. Secondly, yeah, I have made this known that whether it was UFC, WWE, SNL, like Ronda's stand-up has got a lot of work to get done on it. It just does. Oh, yeah. But I do have to acknowledge that when Becky Lynch hit her in the head with that cane or with that uh, – oh. With with that crutch, and she got yeah. busted open. Ronda just kept mean, selling through. She's very. Tough. She took it like a champ. She took it like a champ. If this Which makes is why sense, she is a champ. It's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm you set it up. Yeah. Anybody, anybody can take. Anybody can get punched in the face. Look at Becky Lynch. Um, but like, <laughs> the, my champ. thing is, my thing is with Ronda that I always that I always get blah about. Is instead of when she was with you and when she was in the UFC, and this is the reason why I get why I was really apprehensive about her being in the WWE, is instead of figuring out what she was doing wrong and how to be better because better fighters were coming up, and maybe firing her entire fucking team and getting a new one. Because how many fucking people do we know have changed gyms? When they when they haven't won, she didn't do that. She didn't change her team. So instead, she 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 got she got humbled twice, unfit, unjustly in my mind. I think she could have done better with a better team, and it wouldn't have been as embarrassing. And then she goes over to WWE, and she can't handle the fact that this isn't like UFC, where when when people cheer you, it's because you're doing something. When, when with the with pro wrestling, it's an entirely different thing, and she does she she's I've I've, I've watched her acting, I've seen <laughs> her in movies, she ain't exactly Oscar ready yet, so like the, the it's I think there's a lot of like unfit like I get pissy with her, and it's because like I feel like everybody around her is doing her a disservice. They should have. Just in general, they, there was a disservice done to her in UFC. There's a disservice done to her right now in WWE. She there, she has the ability to be better than what she is right now and what she was once she went out in in, in, in MMA. 
I give you I, that. I hate that I hate that she went out with the take my ball and go home thing. I hate it. It's it's one of the things that it for me as a female fight fan, it taints her legacy in my mind. Personally. I can't speak for anybody else, and I don't give a fuck if anybody thinks my opinion is wrong. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got them, but I don't necessarily need to see yours, bitch. But <laughs> it taints it taints the legacy for me because she went out, you know, like eh, eh. Well, she didn't go out. She she went out in a headspace that I don't think was fair for her. I don't think was fair for the UFC, and I don't think it was fair for the fans. Because I, 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 I acknowledge I, big time that she was done dirty in that too. It's not just the fans. It's not just the UFC. She was done dirty in that too. Because for anybody to think self-worth, was a, self-worth is in a title, that means your team has done you a disservice. Oh, flat out. No, her Edmund. Edmund was a terrible trainer. Let's just keep I it real. I hate him. I no, hate he's him. the worst. Head yeah. movement. Head movement. I wanted that as a ringtone for the longest time, but like, just because. You know, and I don't even know like how many world championship boxers he has, and now he's going to claim that he has one UFC champion under his belt. But he messed up two people's careers because he's messed up Travis yeah. Brown and he's messed up uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Let's just be real. Cause, and I, I've acknowledged this and I've said this numerous times. When Ronda Rousey was training with the Diaz brothers, her boxing and striking game was still very green. Yeah. But had a lot of potential. A lot of potential. And she was training with guys yeah. who literally were trying to teach her how to box. And she had the Diaz head movement down. She was bobbing in and out. She was weaving. She looked very clean. And then as, like, she moved up, you know, she got pulled another direction. Her mom didn't like to train her. And guess what? Her mom was right. And this goes to say, not that I would put a mother knows best. And she really did know best. And uh, it was yeah. it's very tough. It's very tough to see because obviously Ronda would have retired whether it was after the Holmes fight or even after the Nunes fight, had she even won both those fights, it wouldn't have mattered. She was going to retire anyway because she openly acknowledged that she was going to be done after 30. So it is yeah. what it is. I do kind of feel like before that Nunes fight, she definitely needed a tune-up fight with just anybody. It didn't matter other than yeah. Nunes. And just, I couldn't believe they that you could take anybody. somebody off. Yeah, you can't just take a whole year off and expect to get back into the title and be like, I'm good to fight for the title again. No, you wasn't. Yeah. We know you wasn't. So you knew you weren't. You were just doing it well, because you're like, you know what? I get a championship rematch, and I'm going to go get it. And guess what? If it this, just didn't work out. Yeah, if this makes sense, too, like, it's not just uh, Edwin who fucked over careers. Like, I mean, let's call what it is. It's also Dana. Dana does a great job about lifting these people up and being like, you're my star. You're my guy. But fails to ensure that they can be there, that their headspace is good, that their fighting game is on top, that they're making fucking weight, that their that their cardio is good in some instances. Nagano, like it's it, it, when you have that kind of lift up on top of it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help at all because you're sitting there going like. Oh no! Well, my boss thinks that like I can do, I I can I can do the best. I need to be there. You put this all this pressure on yourself, that uh, <laughs> it's tough. I yeah, know where you're coming yeah, from. it's frustrating, and that's why that's why like the there's uh, the 
the UFC and, and WWE are having very they're 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 not the same, but they're both having issues and of a very similar nature, and that is you have an owner who is doing or whoever the you know, owner guy in charge, whatever you want to call it, who is doing the well, I know so much too many times that it's starting to fuck with some of the product because that happens with fighters in the UFC because look at all the investments he did with some of these people and and let entire divisions just go to the wayside to the point where who knows what happens with Cejudo's division who knows because right. there was the whole TJ saying he was coming in to, to close it down because when you got your bosses too worried about two fighters you know, and that's the same thing that goes with WWE, where they've got their their issues with people worried about whatever. They have very similar things. The problem with with Dana being a Vince McMahon fan, I think that he's taken some of Vince's practices a little too too to heart. Yep. Because that there there's there's practices that Vince does that um have cost him money. That is costing him money. And Dana's going to have the same exact thing. It's just going to happen. Home. Yep, I get it. So, going to have to deal with that. With that said, next week when we come on, we'll be talking about UFC 235. Uh, then we'll be looking on to the next card, as we have already mentioned. Uh, Dos, Santo, uh, Dos Santos is going to be fighting Derek Lewis, so it's definitely going to be pretty cool. 32 knockouts between the both of them. Uh, Julie, why don't you let them know where they can find you? All right, uh, if you go on Instagram, at a little less Chewbacca... Um, and then if you want to come bullshit with me on Twitter, it's Lil Less Chewbacca. I couldn't put a little because Twitter and their fucking rules. <laughs> but other than that, come talk shit. I like to do that. Yeah. And then, of course, you guys can find me um, at CM underscore Miller 85. That's uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. You guys can find me. You guys can also find me on Facebook. Um, don't forget, uh, guys, we do have the new pre-orders for the new hoodies that are getting ready to drop for Serotonics. So just go to www.serotonics.net, S-E-R-O-T-O-N-I-X.net. Um, just go over to pre-order it. Uh, you do get, get a huge savings with it, so I definitely want to throw my plug out there for that. Uh, and you guys, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Julian, why don't you tell them bye? Bye, everybody! And, like always, good fight and good night.